This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman. Welcome, everyone. Offers for low-interest, high-limit credit cards seem to show up in mailboxes every day. A new credit card can be a good idea, but also it often gives us kind of a false sense that we can make that big-ticket purchase or take that dream vacation. But what happens when we bite up more than we can chew with our credit card? How can we keep ourselves from spending more than we could afford? My guest today, Crystal Oculi, is a personal finance expert and the author of Money Confidence. She's here to give us tips on how to recognize the warning signs of being hooked on new credit cards. And she's also going to talk to us about how we could avoid letting credit card debt affect our health and personal relationships. Crystal, welcome to the show. So happy to have you with me today. Glad to be here, Erica. And did I pronounce your last name correct? I'm sorry. Uh, Oculi. Oculi. Okay, I did. Okay, good. I just want to make sure everybody knows who you are. Um, <laughs> no so, problem. Yeah, it's it's so it's so nice to have you on. It's you know I get asked these questions all the time because so many people these days seem to have this um, dependency, I should say, on uh, they come into my office on online shopping and opening up several credit cards, not thinking about the repercussions, not asking, you know, again, the question I always tell people to ask themselves, would my future self be happy with this? You know, if I spent $50,000 this month. <laughs> so can, can you, I love can that. you, <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us a little bit how to, how to recognize these warning signs and, and how to give some, you know, quick advice on, 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 on getting people to be more mindful of, of their um, finances. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? Um, that's such a great question, by the way, that um, you say, ask your future self. I think uh, a lot of it goes into the psychology of a person, why, why, why they are doing what they are doing. So um, we are in a country that obviously uh, promotes credit cards. So I think it <laughs> makes it a lot harder on the consumer. But um, some of the signs are if you're getting a rush, you know, just putting something on your credit card and it makes you feel good and uh-huh. you are grabbing it because you think it's a good deal, even though you know deep down inside that you really can't afford it and your credit card debt is higher than you want it to be. Uh, some of the other signs that I've noticed is having multiple credit cards, you know, different mm-hmm. banks, different institutions. That's also a key indicator that you really are not in charge of your finances, that you're not confident enough. And it comes from a deeper, I think this is probably where your area um, will help them. It's a deeper psychology behind why they are doing what they are doing. Right, right. Absolutely. So, so tell, tell me a little bit. So you, you help people with their, you know, with their finances and, and I guess, you know, helping them see where they have to pull back or where they, you know, need to, I guess, um, to, to heal like this, you know, some, some, something within themselves that is, is drawing them to actually um, keep having these negative consequences in their lives. I know that there's a lot of procrastination and, and paying bills for people across the board, but what is it do you think about about like the actual credit card bit that, that people think it's not going to follow them? That's what just blows my mind. You know, I have clients tell me all the time that, oh, I open up a credit card. I don't have to pay anything till next year. So, you know, so now they're taking out, you know, loans for school on the credit. I mean, there's so many things that it, that, that I, I don't understand how, you know, they think it's not going to. I think people really think, think that, that, that 
the credit companies are going to forget about them <laughs> at some level. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I think it doesn't feel real. I think there's something about plastic yeah. that doesn't feel real. It's not real cash. And whenever I am working with someone that I know is having that issue, one of the things that I have them do is actually have cash on them to spend as opposed to having the credit card on them because there is mm-hmm. something about that a mindfulness when you reach into your purse and you grab cash, it's a lot harder to let go than it is mm-hmm. to just put it on a plastic and then it'll mm-hmm. be okay. And obviously those credit cards, by the way, Erica, that tell you, well, you don't have to pay anything till next year and don't worry about anything. Yeah. It, it's a little bit of a trick, unfortunately, from the credit card industry that, you know, they're getting richer, but guess what? The consumer is getting poorer and poorer by doing these acts. Yeah, yeah. So people really, I think, just need to be be well-educated on what 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 the gain is for the, the company and how, you know, what the percentages they're accruing and things like that. It sounds like just, just education, education, awareness is key when it comes to these um, things. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And here's a little fun um, study. I wouldn't say it's fun, but it's sure. good to know because yeah. basically they're saying what an average American, unfortunately, this is the scary part, that has uh, about a thousand or less than a thousand in their savings, right? However, mm-hmm. the average American household is about fourteen thousand five hundred in debt. So that wow. should show you what a big drastic um, difference mm-hmm. it is. So there's definitely something wrong, and we mm-hmm. need to fix it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and when you said that number 14,000, I mean, I just got this like wave of anxiety hit me. So, I mean, if it's, if, if it's some, you know, if it's that kind of reaction, I'm sure a lot of people are wandering around out there with this, this kind of looming anxiety that kind of sits in their subconscious all the time, knowing that you have to pay off, you know, these, uh, these debts. And so I just encourage people to kind of get the, get a handle on this. And that's where someone like you would step in. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about um, what you do with people and how you got into this? Um, absolutely. Well, for me, one of my, um, one of the biggest reasons why I do what I do is just watching even my own parents go through, um, struggle, right, because of the credit cards and because of mm-hmm. going in debt. And um, my dad's always been fantastic about taking care of his family. We come from one of the least, um, uh, you know, third world countries and very, very um, least empowering countries for women. This is probably why I'm all about women and money confidence, because I come from one of those countries that is not about that at all. And What, uh, what country? My, Iran. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Good. Good to know. Yeah. And um, I, I can't. I was lucky enough that my dad, um, you know, basically brought us over uh, when I was mm-hmm. 12, and we left. Like, if you've ever seen that movie uh, with Sally Fields, not without my daughter, this is how we yeah. shaped Iran. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And you know, so, coming here, my dad had to start all over again, and I seen him do really great things, and, I, and then I seen him get into the credit card trouble, and it's just mm-hmm. you know, it's a wave that comes over, and then that, that, that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about helping people really grasp um, that they have to be the CEO of their money. And one of the important things is watching where every penny goes and keeping a money diary. It's kind of like if you're um, trying to lose weight, you keep a food diary. Well, it's the same Mm -hmm. thing. If you keep a money diary, that's going to really help you. And that's one right now, one tip that I tell anyone that's out there listening. Just start writing down daily what you're spending. At least make that conscious decision 
so you're not constantly, uh, you know, like you said earlier, Erica, where they're just charging it on the credit card and not paying attention until the statement comes in. And then they pay the minimum amount due, which is another trick, right? It'll Mm -hmm. take 30 Mm -hmm. years to pay it off going with that interest rate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you. That's those are that's great advice for sure. And and I know you have this book out, so let's get to talk about that because I really want to uh, make sure everybody hears about it. It's the number one best-selling book in retirement planning, right? It's called Get Your Hand Out of My Purse. I'm not giving you my money. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I wish so, more people acted that way <laughs> whenever they went shopping. <laughs> exactly. So, can you tell us a little bit about the book and and what what people could learn by reading it? Um, absolutely. This uh, the book is to help, especially women that been taught throughout, you know, from very young age that a man is going to take care of them and that someone is going to take care of everything and mm-hmm. they're nurturers by nature and they're not paying attention to really where they're saving, where they are investing. So it's taking them through step by step of all the things they need to do to make sure that they don't fall into trouble and they can Mm -hmm. comfortably retire. So that's, uh, and I tried to make it fun, Erica, because having a (laughs) financial Mm -hmm. book, it can make, it cannot be fun sometimes when you're reading it, but hopefully Mm -hmm. this will help them, um, you know, get a story out of it and be able to do some of the things that's written in the book. Yeah. And I love that you, that you speak to helping, helping people and women to, to have, have a safety blanket in in a sense of, of, you know, if, if all else falls away, if something happens, if, if the relationship doesn't work, if your job doesn't work, if something, you know, is, is to really look out for yourself and, and not feel like you have to come to a point or a bottom where you have to then, you know, um, settle in life. So to, to think about your future is, is so important. Absolutely. It's like having your happily ever after. If you don't really start thinking about your future and what you're going to do and you keep doing things blindly, it's going to be a problem. I mean, even if you look at it from a relationship standpoint of view, most people don't look at financial compatibility as a big deal. Well, in fact, Mm -hmm. it is. Think about Mm -hmm. when you start dating, you start asking questions like, what's your favorite color? What's um, your favorite food? But no one really gets down to, hey, what's your credit score? What kind of spending habits do you have? Mm -hmm. What are you planning for the future? I think that's something that will even help any relationship from the start and having it be healthier because many divorces happen because of money and debt. Right. Yeah, and that and that comes back to just speaking your truth and and being vulnerable and telling people that you're seeing who you are and and what your view is on money because like you said, those are the things that um that start to create resentments and and other things that get in the way of relationships. So I'm I love that you're you're bringing that awareness to the table. Um and, and you know like you were talking about being from a different country and and you know and culturally like our our country in itself is a big melting pot of different of difference but I do think though there is like this universal um, consciousness here in this country, the United States, no matter if you came from Europe or Iran or, or, or wherever your background is, I still think no matter what, um, we have to be really careful of not buying into this um, this uh, highlight reel of what we see on social media and our markets and our TV shows, you know, when we look up at billboards as we're driving through uh, our cities that really glamorize like, you know, a lot of external things and tell you that if you have these things, then you'll be happy. And I just, you know, I know you speak to the internal, um, 
the internal process as well. So I, I just want us to make sure we hit upon that, that, that every woman and every, every man out there should, should be working on themselves internally too, and still figuring out what makes them happy. And, and it doesn't necessarily always equate to external things and money driven, you know, activities. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. I think there is uh, two um, perspectives to it. I look at both sides. Number one, of course, you don't want to look at money as a bad thing because if you look at money as yeah. a bad thing, where well, you're not going to have any of it flowing your way. So you want to look at it as, as a positive thing. It's a good mm-hmm. thing. It's a thing that's going to help you get to uh, your future. Mm-hmm. But also the external things that you're talking about, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're seeing commercials, uh, teenagers uh, walking around with Marc Jacobs bag, and they feel yeah. like a need that for me to feel good, I must have my designer bag, even though mm. I am in credit card debt with college right. and I can't afford it. And they just go ahead and, uh, you know, buy that purse anyway. And I think it is an internal thing, Erica. You're absolutely right. What are they trying to satisfy that they think that that bag is going to make them feel better? That mm-hmm. is one thing that our society right now is not helping with and media doesn't help with because you're just constantly showing outer beauty and outer things that you need to have to make you feel good where it's really all about internal at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I'm sure just coaching people, you, you, you touch upon this as well because if we don't work on, you know, we don't work on the emotional bits of ourselves then really nothing can change you know it's there's our, our everything is we everything is bleeding into one another emotional psychological mental physical selves you know we have to address all those parts of our lives and and that does always relate to our safety and safety is money and you know and and, and our shelter and things like that so I think everything's interconnected uh, absolutely absolutely and I think um, if someone is out there and they're listening and they're like well I think I have a problem do I need to see a financial counselor or do I need to see a therapist? I really think mm-hmm. it's both. It's not mm-hmm. um, one or the other because sometimes uh, money does create uh, the need for some internal investigation to find out what's going on that's causing such a problem for uh, a lot of people out there. I mean, there was a recent study, by the way, that also showed that the nas- uh, through the national debt relief, that 63% of women ages 18 to 24 carry some credit card debt, but only 36% of men in that age category carry any debt at all. So then we have to also look at, well, why is it that also as women we're spending more money? Is it because we're nurtured and we're taking care of others? Or is it because we're, that's the only way to um, make ourselves feel good? And it is that um, millennial age that we need to really yeah. work on and help with because then it leads into the future and we will have a problem otherwise. Right. Well, and, and also women are always, you know, they're, they're, they're tempted by beauty products and making ourselves look younger. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's so much money in that industry, too. And it's it's always keeping up with your, your looks. You know, I mean, that's a big issue that goes on. Absolutely. Maybe buy some stocks in that um, <laughs> category <laughs> and, and help your future as opposed to just buying the products for it. <laughs> exactly. So, Crystal, I, I have a lot of clients that come come to me and have a lot of debt and, and feel, you know, and, and I, I deal, I help people recover from drug and alcohol problems and other addictions. But they come to me with this hopelessness that, oh, my gosh, this is the biggest, you know, the biggest anxiety hanging over my head. I'll never be able to get out of it just catastrophizing everything, you know, which, which I understand. Um, and 
I do know that there is some programs out there that help people fix their credit and fix and, and, and put, put themselves on payment plans. And I just want, I just want you to speak to that. And, and also for our audience to hear this again from me, that there is ways, I mean, I know someone personally that helps people do that. He has a business here. I don't want to bombard him, but um, I know that there are people out there that, that really can help get this under control. And so that people understand it's not hopeless. They don't, they don't need to run away from this the rest of their lives, that we can approach it in, in a way in which we could feel like our lives are, are more in, con- in our control. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right about that. There's definitely help out there. But I think number one is for the person to acknowledge that they are having a problem, that there is well, yeah. uh, something that's going on. And there is, I know there is even Debtors Anonymous, right, um, that's in mm-hmm. the community that can help you. Yes, DA. Like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go, that you can feel more normal, that it's not just me, there are others doing it. And then there are actual um, people that can help put all of it together and put all your debt under the same umbrella. You just have to also make sure you do your background work on it, though, because there are some where I've heard that your credit card, uh, I'm sorry, your credit score can uh, backfire and it it may not be such a good thing if you do it a certain way. So you have to find the right person. You have to Mm -hmm. do some um, education on it and make sure that when you do combine it, that you don't make mistakes. There are people that close out their credit cards, for example, and that's not necessarily the best thing because when you're closing out a credit card, it also means that you're having a problem. So you have mm-hmm. to make sure that you sit down with a debt specialist. I think that's mm-hmm. very, very important to make sure that you, first of all, categorize everything. You see where everything is going and then find out what's the best way to do this. But here's the other issue. I've seen people take money from equity of their house to pay off their mm-hmm. debt because obviously oh, the percentage... Wow is mm-hmm. higher, right, with credit card debt. But you know what happens is if there are still, I mean, in theory, that sounds good because now you're, pers- that you're paying maybe a 4% interest as opposed to a 14 to 18% interest. But now your credit card becomes empty and that addiction starts all over again. So now you start filling it back up again. So now you're more in debt on your house and you're more in debt in your credit cards. And you have to really, really be aware of that and balance it out the right way. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. Is there any other, is there any other things that people should look out for? Any other little tricks that, that are being played on people out, out, out and about? <laughs> well, I think um, that, uh, we all are, you know, common sense, we all know about the tricks, right? Obviously, when they're telling you, you don't have to worry about anything till a year from now, just know that that interest, year com- interest rate coming up a year from now is going to be quite a bit. If you're paying only mm-hmm. minimum on your credit cards, you know that that is not really going to pay for anything, and it's not even getting to your principal of it, and you're going to have many, many years to pay for it. I say start with um, simple things. There is a simple app you can get on your phone where you can keep track of all your spending habits. A lot of banks have uh, a pie chart that they'll show you where you're spending the most category. So at least you find your weakness. And then oh, you can great. start focusing on that weakness, right? Because mm-hmm. for everyone, is different. That's great. So, apps. yeah, all, all these apps. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just I was just waiting and listening to you. I, I feel like that the apps the apps are fantastic out there. You're right that that um, there's a lot that you can do. It's just like you can manage your time with with certain apps and create schedules and things like that. Um, I think it's it's good and also not to be late on your payments. I think a lot of people forget about that too. And so setting timers and making sure you have all the dates. And sometimes even, you know, I have a couple 
credit cards, thank gosh, to to only like three or four. But I, I still am like, which ones do this time? And, you know, and I just put myself on an automatic pay, which is going to make my life easier. So there's things we could do to make our lives easier and not keep accruing more and more fees on top of that, because that, that could also start to feel like super stressful. Absolutely. You're, you're definitely right about that, because that does happen. And then you have to be careful if you're the type of person that person that's not keeping enough cash in the account and then you have it on you know automatic pay and then all of a sudden the time comes and there's not enough money in there where you're going to have now double fees right you're going to have late Mm -hmm. credit card fees and you're going to have bank um, draft fees so you really need to make sure that you organize yourself and you make it in a way that it's a positive thing most people Mm -hmm. sit down and they start paying their bills and they're very upset and annoyed right it's not a fun thing But what if you change your psychology and you sit there and you're grateful that you're able to pay off some of these bills and then you start putting goals to it? Why not um, set, you know, it's like you can't dream you are going to be done with this debt. You have to actually set a goal and you have to say how much you're going to pay each month, each month towards it. And that will help you get there much faster. It becomes a game, a game that you're playing. It becomes fun and it yeah. becomes a good way to monitor your cash flow. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, great advice. Thank you. Uh, so let's talk about Money Confidence. It's your, your new book, and I just want everybody to understand uh, what, what obviously, they'll gain from it. Um, it was fantastic, and I got to review it. So let's talk about it. Um, absolutely. So it's um, there's a few chapters that focus on different things, so depending on where you are at with your Uh, plans and how, you know, what age you are at. So let's say if you're younger and you're just starting to contribute to your 401k, well, a Mm. lot of people think it's a magic bean. I have a chapter on that that says exactly your 401k is not just a magic bean. It's not going to grow by itself. But but it's great to understand what that is. Even a lot of people don't even know what a 401k is or if they're an independent contractor that they have to create something like a 401k, you know? Absolutely. You're absolutely right because sometimes they think, well, I can't really, 401k is going to be too expensive. If I am a 1099, well, guess what? You can do a SEP IRA. Where it's, which a SEP is not IRA, be, right. Yes, mm-hmm. which is not going to be as expensive. And, and and you brought such a good point, Erica. I, you know, I always think everyone knows what a 401k is, but you're right. You know, you start a job, you don't really know what it is. And uh, 10 years, you may be working for a company and if you did not put in at least that minimum that the company matches, on, on the very least, you lost out on such a great timeline and opportunity to grow that money because it's all pre-tax dollars. So mm-hmm. my advice would be when you get a job, right off the bat, if you can part with 10%, at least 10% of your money, it will really set you on a good habit for you to get there and start putting money away and not think about it. And it helps your taxes as well, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. pre-tax. So there's a chapter that focuses on that. And then I also talk about um, budgeting and cash flow because I don't, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter if you have accumulated money or you haven't yet accumulated money. Managing your cash flow is golden. And most people don't do that. Most people Mm -hmm. ignore that very, very important part where, I always say, well, think of um, Google. Um, So, Erica, do you think Google is a successful company? Yes. 
um, now imagine if they start saying that we don't really care to see the reports of what's coming in and what's going out. Let's just, mm-hmm. as we get revenues, just randomly pay bills, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. pay payroll, right. pay marketing, and we'll just yeah. see what happens. <laughs> right. I highly right. doubt they'll be in business. And as a person, you have to think of yourself as a business, too. Well, you're going to be yeah. all out of business by the time you retire if you continue this way. Right, right. Absolutely. Yep. Well, good. Oh, you have so many. You have so many other great chapters in that book. And 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 how has it how has it been? Are you are you in the midst of doing a lot of book promotion right now, or? Yes, we're doing um, a lot of TV spots. We're doing some book signing, and it's been really fun getting to know a lot of women that want to take control of their finances and. Um, you know, looking at the mirror and being responsible and say, yes, I want to be the CEO of my money and I want to feel confident when it comes to money because that's, uh, that's the internal confidence that is going to make you um, healthier because isn't that, what do they say, people's money and health is one of the most important things and it's all intertwined together? Yes, yes. So sure. I'm sure you yeah. notice that with a lot of people that you see. So um, this is, I'm hoping that we start this movement and this message that you can take control of your finances. It is not one big scary thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that, you know, once you do it, I think I think you could, from what I've seen in my own experience and with others too, the more and more you build the muscle of um, efficiency with your money and learning these skills that you you and I have been talking about and that you write about so so beautifully is is the best thing you can do because you build the muscle and then before you know it it's just like automatic responses and you just start this is a new way of life and you have new habits and new money habits and and you know our habits are just we could change them so so easily and our brains are really soft wired to do that if we just continue repetition repetition so um for everybody out there listening to us today um you could find crystal's book um on amazon correct yes correct Yes. Okay. And on, on crystaloculi.com as well. I think both both places have it. Okay. Great. Yeah. And so they could also find you at at, at your website, crystaloculi.com, right? And that's it's C R Y S T A L O C U L E E. Yes. Dot com. Crystal, thank you so much for being on with me today. It was a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Erica. It's been great. And I love hearing your insights on um, how you've been dealing with people that are going through the same thing. Uh, Well, thank you. We'll we'll have to have you on again soon. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Thank you all for joining us today and stay well.